Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Anita Joyce with Kelly Wilkness. This is episode 303, Why Sparking Joy is on Fire. The show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 303. And I think we've been sparking lots of joy around here decluttering, haven't we? We have been. Yes, the urge to purge uh, just ended on January 31st, and we had a whole slew of listeners involved in it, and it was so much fun. I loved putting the emails together, and uh, the feedback that we got was tremendous. People are clamoring to do it again already, and definitely, based on the photos I was seeing and counting the bags, 200 plus bags at least from the photos that I saw. So great job. If you just started listening to us or you missed the episode that we did on the urge to purge, you can head back and listen to that. We'll link it here in the show notes for this episode. And we will be doing it again in um, maybe several months. I don't think we'll wait until next January, but it was a great time to do it. And January is always a time for decluttering, organizing, people putting away the holiday things, you know, so it's a natural time to sort of reduce what you have. But also what's going on right now in our collective culture is this this fervor over Marie Kondo and her uh, KonMari method of organizing and the whole idea of sparking joy through tidying up. So we thought, since that's out in the you know general uh, awareness right now, that we would take a deep dive into what's going on with Marie, um, what she's about, and why sparking joy is on fire. Mm-hmm. Well, and also we're going to talk about her technique and uh, kind of what we like about it, and maybe some parts that maybe we're not not as crazy about. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, I mean, can we start at the beginning? I know the first thing she does is introduce herself to the house. Right. But let me step back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. Because I know you you have sort of, you're focusing, I think, Anita, on more of the specifics of what she's doing. I kind of approached getting ready for this episode by just being, trying to figure out like, what is it about her, her approach And the fact that people are really ready for this right now, like so many people are really ready for this right now. And why is that? What's going on with us? So I'm completely fascinated by not necessarily her method um, or really even her particular message because it's not a new message. I mean, you know, getting organized and tidying up has been something that people have been talking about for a very long time. But by the fervor surrounding it... um, you would think it was absolutely this new concept that no one had ever heard of. Like, so what is it? Well, and what I does have, it say about um, like the level of our consumption that we're so attracted to this quote unquote method? Um, well, like, I don't even think it's that. I think the difference is people are buying quantity over quality now. Is it cheap? I'm going to buy it. And then also the, uh, j- just the disposable, you, you know, it's just a disposable society. Oh, it's not broken. You know, when I was a kid, we, my dad would fix it. Now it's throw it in the trash can. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of, I think the thinking has changed so that people don't think about, 
I am going to buy the better quality item so I can keep it forever. It's I'm going to buy it for now and then I'm going to replace it later on. So I think part of it's the the approach that people take and the and then also I'm going to say this Amazon or the IKEA the impact of IKEA, Amazon, Walmart in that the price of things have gone down. Well, how do you get the price down? Well, you you use cheaper materials. Mm-hmm. You make it more cheaply. And guess what? Then it falls apart faster. It's it's not built to last. It's not made from these uh, heirloom materials. So of course it's it's super cheap, but then it's it's just not worth keeping after a year or two. And so I think that's what's happened. Things have gotten so cheap, so people buy ten times more than they did, and then their house is full of it. Yes, I think I think that's a large part of it, and that includes clothing, which you can buy you know, at the Walmarts, on Amazon, Forever 21, all these places where you can go and get a shirt for $5.99. So why not? It's only $5.99. But then you have 12 of those and you don't really, really love them, any of them, but they were $5.99. Or going right. to, I am, I've done this. You go to the, when I go to a store, like I go to TJ Maxx or something like that, I head to the super clearance aisle first and I see those red tags. And for years, I would just be like, oh, well, that's a really good deal. Let me buy this. So maybe, maybe we've all been doing this for quite some time and the prices have been low for quite some time. And now it's to the point where everybody's just got so much of it Mm -hmm. that this little Mary Poppins, this darling woman shows up with like, you know, some nesting boxes under her arms and Mm -hmm. she's going to fix it for you because it's gotten so out of hand. So I just think the whole thing is so interesting Mm -hmm. uh, about that when what she's doing, the time is right. Like, you know, everybody has to be ready for something for it to catch fire like it has. And, you know, She's her first book came out in 2011 in English, so it's not like she just showed up last week. And the and the second book was 2016, and we're in 2019, you know, already. So she's had some time. But I've been hearing about it for a while, and honestly, right. But since the show, it's taken off, like right. And you know, the reason I didn't read it is because you and I are very clutter averse. So we tend not to be, right, right, right. So I didn't really think it it was for me, but after watching the show, although not everything uh, appealed to me, there were certain things that she did that I thought this is really fabulous and I'm going to incorporate that. Mm -hmm. I mean, are we ready to talk about that or we, I didn't know how you were. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, the whole, I I just, as my approach to her is, I think it's, I think she's fantastic. I think she's absolutely darling. I think what she's doing is all good. You know, to change people's mindsets, whether it's through Marie, through growing up with my mother, Jerry, (laughs) whether Mm -hmm. you joined the Urge to Purge, uh, you know, whether Martha is your guru, whatever motivator you picked, if you need a motivator to have this new mindset, you're going to likely consume less, be more thoughtful about what you bring into your home. And that's all really good. So mm-hmm. that would just be my umbrella statement yeah. to what we're talking about today. I think it's fantastic. And I think anybody who needs this kind of help, get the book, watch the show, join the urge to purge, you know, g- get your house in order. Yeah. I mean, and so she starts with an introducing herself to the house. And I, for me, uh, my house and I have been living together now for six years. So I didn't <laughs> feel the need to do, I just skipped this part here. Okay. Right. 
Uh, she's really known for this particular folding method of the clothes that go in the drawers. And it is amazing. I, so I definitely recommend that if you don't watch the whole show that you at least Google or, you know, check on YouTube to see the video of how she folds clothes that go in the drawer. I did this to an underwear drawer at our house and it blew my mind. You can see everything in the drawer. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it like a, like palm to forehead duh moment too like well okay. because it's like, because i thought you folded folding since the you know the dawn of time right. when once you had clothes people were folding them and stacking them and then you can only see the shirt that's on top right so this is so she folds them almost like little te- uh not teepees but they well i don't yeah i guess i don't like, like a tent packages. like a tent or a package but the end is up so you can see all the things in the drawer. And if it's something like a camisole that you can't really fold, then you're going to roll that. So I think that, well, but actually to back up, she approaches the house. I approach it by room and she approaches it by category. I prefer my method of by room, but I think at some point you do have to go to a category because if you have a particular type of item like tools or DVDs or something like that, they really, it makes sense for all those things to be grouped together. So when I even go through and do a room separately, if I find tape dispensers in different rooms or screwdrivers in different rooms, I I bring them all together. So it's all in one place. And so I think that's a great way to do it. But I did want to mention I love, love, love the way she does the clothes and makes people put all of their clothing on the bed at one time because that I think is what people, especially women, you know, we do it. We kind of go crazy with the clothes. You just keep adding to the clothes. You stuff it in a drawer. You put it in a closet down the hallway and you don't realize how much stuff you have until she makes you put it all on your bed. And then you just about pass out seeing just how many things you have. Yes. Yes. Okay. So just to back up a little bit, her method is, in addition to this very wonderful, brilliant idea about the folding, is she goes through, yes, not room by room. I prefer room by room as well, but she does clothing, books, paper, and then something she calls a kimono, not like the uh, you know bathrobe. Kimono incorporates a lot of other spaces like the kitchen and the garage and even sentimental And she does sentimental, items. right, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But her first thing is she does them in order. And her or, the order for her method is very specific. It has to be clothing, books, and paper. Um, the, the few episodes of the show that I did watch in prep for talking today, uh, the one uh, woman who they were becoming empty nesters, the most darling couple – she had clothes. They oh, they were almost touching the ceiling. They were on the bed. Oh, that was yes. They had a and, lot of stuff. I mean, I don't she even had want to a discuss lot her Christmas decor. But oh, I mean, her clothes we can't were go everywhere. There. <clears throat> I started I think to the- really. I couldn't really breathe when I was watching. It. <laughs> I know. I think we both had a very visceral reaction watching it. It just really stressed me out, and I thought, oh, I, yes. I just, I can't. Oh my goodness! But, I mean, she had boxes and boxes just of, of nutcrackers. Yes. So it, it was a bit much. And she collected clothes. I think the reason she likes to start with the clothes, or I think a good reason to start with clothes, is because I think that's the thing that people go out of hand with. That I think that tends to be the thing that just gets out of control the fastest. And that's the one that I, I think it's a, once you get that one done, 
I think you just feel like you can conquer Mount Everest. Yes. Because you just did, basically. Because you just, yeah, particularly that woman just did. And also it's it's sort of like hidden things. Like you need to bring your stuff out of the closet and you need to take it off the shelves and you need to expose it to the light of day to see that. Now, I appreciate that you like the pile on the bed and showing it all. You know, I, I was really debating my own mind whether or not that's really necessary. But I, next time I find that I need to do a purge my closet, which I don't now because I, I just did that with the urge to purge. But next time I'm at that point, I'm going to try it. But for me, I don't have that many clothes that I don't well, think I would be shocked by see, what I have. I, exactly. I mean, my clothes, I got into under control uh, several years ago. I don't really have a lot of clothes because I've already done this and I'm not someone who goes and buys a lot of clothes to begin with. Uh, so mine, mine weren't really out of control. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't feel the need to do that. And I have way more room in my closet for clothing than I actually have actual clothing, if that tells you anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do, I kind of bring my extra clothes out to our farm in case, you know, there's some hurricane or something and I get stuck out there. So I actually have something to wear. Right. And so I actually did the same. I actually went and cleaned everything out at my farm. I think I was talking about that earlier. And so these are clothes that I'm, I'm tired of. I went through, I didn't put them all on the bed. There's not that much there, but I did go through and look at each one and say, does this spark joy? And about half of the clothes in my closet there made me want to throw up because they were so old. I was so (laughs) sick of them and I brought them out there because I didn't want to wear them anymore anyway. So uh, that was pretty easy. I just, so now I guess if there's some natural disaster, I'm stuck at the farm, I'm going to have like four things to wear, but they'll be nice things. They'll be nice things. Yeah. All the other things are like, oh, you came to the tornado shelter, you know, (laughs) in a cocktail dress, you know. Yeah. So the clothing is, that's what she does. And then the books, I didn't really see her go too deep on the books, but um the 30 think, books thing that, that come on now like the, well, I, I, no, I, yeah, I don't think well, so the um i heard on the radio here the Cal- uh, california local california station uh that they were having a debate over marie's uh purging of books because some book lovers were having a backlash it seemed, and uh, it seemed a little well i mean it seemed like I, it seemed a little bossy to me, basically. But you're not so, allowed to have more than thirty. Oh, she's so cute. She's so cute. She's well, she is cute. But I don't. But you know, I mean, books. People feel very strongly about their books, right? But if, but I laugh to myself. Backlash. It's like she's. This is her idea. You either buy into it and you go with it, and you you are you know in her clan, or you don't have to. It's like why are you having a backlash? She's not. You know, this is not a law that she's passing. You can have more books. Oh, if you I want. know. I know. But you people know? they like to be outraged. They do. Who knows? No, and I then, agree. No. That's, and then just, the paper. Yeah, don't, you don't like it. Move on to something right. that you do like. Of course, of course. Right. So without belaboring the point, so it's clothing, books, paper, the kimono section with incorporates the kitchen, the um, garage, other areas of your home, decor, things like that. Um, and what she's saying to these people is that every object has a home and it's happier when it's there. And I don't think she's talking about the home in general, like just toss your nutcrackers in the living room and leave them there. She's talking about a specific place. And we've always talked about that too. You know, you want to have like things in the same place and you want to have a place for things so you know where to look for them. So again, that's it's not an, a novel, brand new, you know, 
idea. This is, mm-hmm. you know, this darling woman is basically coming into these people's homes and telling them, hey, you know, let's get it together. You need a, a deep spring clean here. And, but she has this method and people are really buying into it. Well, and, you know, I helped uh, Evie one time. Her her room just kind of got out of control and there was just stuff everywhere. But, you know, the problem was her closets were so overstuffed she had no room to put the new things coming in, and so they ended up on the floor. So the first thing, obviously, we had to get the stuff out that was no longer in use or, you know, she was tired of or whatever. I mean, that was the first thing we had to purge that stuff out. But once we got that stuff out, then we made a place for everything, all the T-shirts in one place, you know, everything of like, you know, a category together. And it it reduced her stress so much because then when she got new things in her room, she knew exactly where she could put them. And so it really does de-stress you when you when something comes in and you know it's gonna go here and I know I have room for it. Versus, you know, when I think I was telling when my files were out of control and I couldn't even push anything in there, I wouldn't even deal with it. I would ignore the filing for months because I didn't want to fight them and push, you know, it was just so stressful. But once I put all those old files up in the attic and now I have room to file things. I enjoy putting things in there because I know it's organizing my office and I know it's going to fit. So there really is so much stress that goes away. And so, I, I mean, it makes so much sense to me. I mean, it doesn't surprise you or me that straightening your house and decluttering it is, is something that's going to make you happy. Oh, but I no, think- I just deep cleaned my house the other day. Like, Everything on my hands and knees, the baseboards, the moldings, and everything like that. I, I was elated. I like the cleaning. I think I find it very therapeutic. And um, I, I was so thrilled. I, the only thing I thought of is it just doesn't last. You know, it's such a temporal <laughs> joy. But anyway, but I love that. And, you know, part and parcel of the purging. So we're doing it all together. It was great. Um, yeah, there are a lot of things I'm, I'm going to have a list of them, which I'm sure Anita will be adding to. What is gained when you declutter and you tidy up and you organize? We'll talk about that as we get towards the end of the episode. But to get back to um, Marie, um, another thing that she one for the tenants of the Marie Kondo method is that this, the items actually are imbued with their own energy. So that is why she wants people to say to the item that's going away, you know, thank you for serving me. You know, thank you for keeping me warm, you know, outerwear. <laughs> and, you <laughs> okay. know, give it a little wave or a hug or a smooch mm-hmm. and off it goes. So, you know, that's, you know, in a way it's a little sticky if you want, you know what I'm saying with that word? Like it's yeah, like, yeah, that's it's her little, shtick, it's... that's her thing, mm-hmm. you know, but I, she, but she truly believes it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. that's how mm-hmm. she built this whole thing. And it's part of her culture. I don't know if you read this, but I saw this a few times. She was actually um, some sort of like docent or tour or sort of ambassador of a Shinto shrine okay. for five years before she started doing her organizing and helping individual families in Japan. And so you know, that is sort of part of that whole religion that things have not necessarily souls, but some energy is right. involved in the items. And so, so it's thank the energy you for, from the material yeah. that it's made from, mm-hmm. from the person who made it, mm-hmm. and then also the person using it. Right. So that's what I was going to say. This is based on a, a, a lot of her, you know, 
techniques that sound odd to us, I think, are based on her religious beliefs. And, you know, that doesn't appeal to me. Uh, so thanking the item doesn't make sense to me because I don't believe that way. Uh, but I think she has a valid point to be grateful for the item and and thankful for it. So, I mean, my take on it is I can thank God for it. I can thank the person who gave it to me. I can thank God for the money that he allowed me to make to buy the item. And so I think that's, you know, again, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater if I don't, uh, you know, if my beliefs don't align with hers. I still think, um, you know, the gratitude is, is a value, but to me, I want to express it toward, you know, to go toward God or, or, or a person that gave it to me. So. Yeah, exactly. And you can make that your own in whatever mm-hmm. way you want yeah. to, or just, you know, when she, even when you see on the television show and some of the, but even it was the, the older couple, they were of Japanese heritage, mm-hmm. but clearly, you know, very much American. Like I think they were both born in America, but their family was Japanese. And when she got down on the ground and was greeting the house, they were kind of looking at each other like, wow, okay. <laughs> like we've never done this before. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, it's, it's something when she's doing the show, it's part of the show. It's part of Netflix. So you can, you know, kind of go along with it, or maybe you find validity in it, or, you know, you just change it up like Anita's saying and make it work for you. But the whole idea of what she's doing is so important because it does give you, oh my gosh, well, well, let's just say what happens when you declutter, tidy, organize, purge, you get freedom. When we started The Urge to Purge, I started the first day with a, a very short quote from someone who you would not think would ever have a lot of things and didn't have a lot of things, but even thought less is more. Mother Teresa. I love she said, you know, the less you have, the freer you are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think she's the same one that said that some of the happiest people she knew were people that had the least reason to be happy. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, talk about it all being your attitude, right? Mm-hmm. But then what else does it give you? It gives you time because when you have a lot of things, you are spending a lot of time organizing, trying to organize, moving, uh, contemplating the things. I, I saw that with the gentleman who lived here before us. Boy, was that an eye opener. So the he, items own you instead of you owning the items. I mean, that's exactly. what you don't, you don't want to get into a situation where it's, it's just putting a monkey on your back. You know, you want to exactly. make it an enjoyable, enjoying. And if the items are causing you stress, then they're not worth it. No, no. That gentleman spent really the last couple of good years of his life moving stuff from one side of this backyard to the other side, uh, you know, trying to get it out of here, but he just he just couldn't do it. And then what else do you gain? Well, hey, if you uh, sell it, consign it, put it on Craigslist, sell it to a friend, you might get some money for it. So you've already freedom, time, money. Another one is space. Gosh, space is at a premium. Well, particularly in Japan, but every place right. space is at a premium. I think one of the shows that she has is, was a family that moved from uh, somewhere in the Midwest to Los Angeles uh, for business and, and work opportunities, and they went from a house to a two-bedroom yeah, apartment with mm-hmm. yeah with a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. Well, they right. need more space, but they had all the stuff that would have fit probably not even well, but fit in a four-bedroom home in a two-bedroom apartment. Well, I'll tell you, and that episode that you're talking about, the thing that really struck with me was uh, when the kids said, it doesn't feel like a house. And I think they're in an apartment. And once they went through this process, the whole family said, it feels like home now. And that just gave me chill bumps. I thought, now that's what it's about. 
right. is making, yes, it's not where you want to, you know, it wasn't a place that they cared to be long-term, but they made it their own and they made it work for them. So right. I think that's fabulous. Yes. You know, one of Marie's uh, things that she does that I really, really adore that I hadn't really thought about is using the drawer organizers in in every drawer in the house. I had them in the kitchen in some of, you know, where your fork, knife, spoon, you know, that one makes uh, mm-hmm. obvious sense. But I used them in a bunch of other drawers and it was life changing. I do have, if I have to say so. Well, that's why I refer to it as a <laughs> Mary Poppins with nesting boxes <laughs> under her arm because she does recommend them everywhere and they well, are really useful to corral things. It was, it was really, it was very helpful. And then if they didn't fit in there, then I kind of, you know, the, I got rid of a lot of stuff and papers. There was a drawer of papers and I thought, well, really these should go in a file. These right. shouldn't be in a drawer, but they had been there since we moved in because the builder just shoved them in there. Yeah. So the, the dividers, the drawer organizers, I think are of very large value and you can maybe get, depending on the drawers, how tall they are, how deep they are, you can get bins that go in there as well. And I even got some bins for my refrigerator. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just jump back one second and finish up that list, that very important list that everyone should have in mind when they're going to embark on this sort of tidying, decluttering and organizing. So we've got freedom, fantastic. Time. Who doesn't want more time? Possibly some money, more space. And what's the fifth one? Calm. Uh, it doesn't matter who you're doing this with. If your mom is a good organizer, let her help you. If you need Marie's book, get it. If you want to get our emails, just let us know. Read some Martha articles. Whoever can help you do this, you're going to get all these things in return for getting rid of stuff that you don't even want. Is that, I mean, that is the best trade ever. Oh, yes. You know, another thing that she uh, said that I thought was so helpful for so many people is the thought that you can, yes, you can toss sentimental items. I think some people feel like if somebody gave it to you and that person is no longer with us, you cannot get rid of it. And that is, again, a situation where your things begin to own you. And you're, I mean, I call it, you know, being held hostage by stuff. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. Sentimental items or other people's sentimental items shouldn't be burdening you. Right. And now I didn't see this in the episodes that we watched, but someone had mentioned to me that uh, what she suggested is if there's something sentimental you got and you really don't have a need or a want or a use for it to take a picture of the item and then you just keep the picture instead of the item. How cool is that? Yeah. You know what? I think that's a good idea. And it, I think it's almost like a baby step too, because, you know, people feel like they, well, they took a picture of it, but 
here's what I suggested when we did the urge to purge. And I gave everyone sentimental items on Sunday, thinking maybe they would have a little more time because it might not take more than the hour that I was allotting the other focus areas. I just think sometimes you get overwhelmed with the amount of things. I had so many bins for my girls. And I can't imagine if you had more than two kids, how many bins you might end up having. You know, I had good math tests. I had the macaroni um, dish bottles that were spray painted gold. You know, I had big hanging things that they made with wire hangers that were hanging in the kindergarten, like big items, right? And whereas I looked at them all and I touched them and I saw on their little hands, touched them and all that. But in the overabundance of it all, it sort of lessened the importance of each item because then as a group, it was stressful to have to keep it all. So what I did was I just called through and not to say I was picking the best of the best. Like I was not picking like, oh, this has to be, you know, the, the Rembrandt of finger painting, you know, not that way, but just what one really struck me was there, you know, one with a little handprint or something like that. And I kept a certain number of things still, you know, I only have two girls, so it's not like I'm I'm housing seven kids worth of art and schoolwork. So I could probably keep a little bit more than bigger families. So I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I just have a skimpy amount. I have a fairly nice amount of their things, but so much less than you used to. And I think the photo is great. And I think some of those companies where they can convert your kids' artwork into a book, that might be really nice too. But you know, usually kids' artwork, there's so many different sizes and some are 3D and some are little ceramic right. things and all of this. Pictures so I, maybe are yeah, the best way. So I just mm-hmm. like to think hold on to the ones and I actually had the item, you know, that their little hands touched and that they made. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have well, a whole lot of them. Well, I mean, I my approach done. with that when they were little was I got a pretty nice sized box and I said, this is going to be for sentimental things for your artwork and stuff, you know, from your childhood. So, you know, let's choose wisely and put the best stuff in here. Oh, so, so you that, let them pick what to put in? Well, we, yeah, we spent some time talking about that. I don't think they ever even Did looked at it Did you say you again. just better make some good stuff and don't bring too much home? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think just some things quietly, um, Left, yeah, the house. I didn't put. I didn't put them in a box by the front door. Right, my lesson. Sometimes the ceramic dinosaur falls. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some things. Yes, sometimes things break. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, and and you know, my mother in law was very sentimental and just didn't throw anything out. I mean, she had every letter she'd ever received, ever. And so I had a lot of stuff to go through. I it was it was massive. It was massive. You took on all her letters that she kept? Well, I mean, we inherited the house that was full of all of her letters. Oh, I didn't, okay. keep, so you all, had to I didn't go, keep them all. You went through it in her house. No, but I have to say this. I did uh, – well, it was just, you know, I'm married to an only child, so – and who works a lot, so it was fun. Do you have a problem with only children? No, not at all. I adore them. I adore You're them. attracted to only children, I must say. I'm attracted to them. What can I say? I, just, I just love as your- well. Yes, yes. But uh, but what I did was I kind of set some parameters and said certain letters of hers I'm going to keep and other letters, you know, I'm just not going to. And I, I, I don't think I'm going to get into it here, but I, there were some interesting letters I found, some 
Very interesting family little twists and turns that I was not aware of. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. It was worth worth reading those. I'm picturing you sitting mm -hmm. on the floor with all these open letters all around you. I was going, going, what? Which is this one? This one? (laughs) What happened to Uncle? What did Uncle Bud do? (laughs) That's right. Oh, my gosh. What? Yeah, it was it was very interesting. Wow. Did, okay, I, well that's no, worth I, an afternoon. Right, but but I'll tell you what I found. I found because uh, Kevin's parents were really old by the time they decided to have him, so they were went through the World War Two. I found her World War Two ration book. Wow. What? Yeah, I mean she was very very young at the time, but uh, there it was because she did. So I was kind of grateful in some cases that she had kept all those old things because it was fascinating. Well, in that one episode again with that lovely uh, couple that was kind of be- becoming empty nesters and wanted to take over their, you know, take their house back from all the clutter, they found the father his father's journal which included an entry from Pearl Harbor Day. Oh. And wow. you know things about internment and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then this oh. whole collection of these special dolls. little dolls yes, that I didn't saw even that. know they had. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, what well, you said something before Anita about how I think it was uh you know the, the stuff is controlling you or the tr- stuff mm-hmm. has taken over. That's what happens in these people's homes. You know, they're working around the stuff. These people were sleeping in the bedroom with piles of things around them. No, I can't. I can't. I mean, I just could not live that way. That would be. Or like perching mm-hmm. on the couch because, you know, she had 500 nutcrackers. Yeah, well, you had to sit in the floor then because all your stuff's right. on the sofa. So the stuff is taking over your life. I mean, and and of course, you know, it's a Netflix show. They're not going to come into Anita's house and be like, okay, Marie, you know, <laughs> and Marie's looking around like, oh, where do I do my magic? Because there's nothing to do. I mean, you know, obviously they chose homes and I know they're all in Los Angeles. Probably that's just where they're filming. Um, but I think, but yes, I agree with but you, they what found you're saying. Houses that, not- that were not hoarders, but I mean, these people are on the extreme end. Of- right. Not everybody lives like this, but I think people, there's people have so much stuff in their closets. I mean, I think most people's closets are out of control and, and uh, truth be told my, I had a couple closets that were a couple months ago in bad shape. I'm I, I just lie. don't even believe it. Yeah, that's true. That. Okay. Well, so t- I guess we could go on to our takeaways from the Marie experience because, you know, that's really what we're you know, we're focusing on her today right. and sort of dissecting what's going on with that on all levels. So I have not really embraced the folding myself, but we recently had to take a trip and my daughter embraced the folding. Her suitcase was a work of art. And I could not believe the amount of things that she was able to get in there because she did the little package folding. Mm -hmm. And she could just open the suitcase. Normally, my girls like to explode. If they're looking Mm -hmm. for something, Mm -hmm. the drawer gets open, the stuff comes out, they find the one they want. And then oftentimes the stuff doesn't go back in the drawer. Um, But they've had to look through everything to find what they're looking for. So if... If this could be kept up, it would be just life-changing for me. I don't know. They're young. I don't know if they're teenagers. They're going to do this. But she did it for this trip, and it was amazing. She unzipped her suitcase, opened it. She could see every single item, took out the little package, put the top on, and off we went. Rather than dumping all this, the suitcase on the floor of the hotel, like normally happens. So I think that the folding thing, if you can do it, 
is really brilliant and could be life-changing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I I think the, um, I guess my takeaway is it is absolutely worth it to organize uh, if you haven't already to organize and if you need help to call in somebody to help you or a professional. But after you do it, it's going to be one of those things that makes you so happy. And I know uh, some people like more things around them than other people do. I understand that. Uh, but I don't think anybody enjoys that kind of clutter. I no, just... it's stressful. It's very mm-hmm. stressful. And I think the thing about Marie, too, um, reading what I've read and watching her in action, she is absolutely darling. It is like a little fairy or a little Mary Poppins. She's so tiny. She's four foot eight. And she's very joyful herself, even though oh, she doesn't speak sweet. a whole lot of English, but she has this great interpreter. But you could just sense from her, she's not judgmental. She's not like, oh, wow, you know, maybe you want to, I don't know, paint this a different color or something like that. It's just all about her method and helping the people where they're at get to a place of organization and calm and joy through her process. And I thought that was really nice because sometimes, you know, you sometimes when people have to to declutter and to, it feels like it's a loss. That's why I'm trying to point out these five things that you gain when you do this, uh, because those things are so much worthwhile than twenty shirts from Forever Twenty One or something like that. But she approached it in a, in a very positive way, and I think that that makes people mm-hmm, want oh, to try the way she's yeah. you know the method that she's giving, and that they don't feel badly about themselves. She doesn't well, she make was, them feel bad. She's very non-judgmental. Yes. Which I love. She's very I she says I love a mess or I love clutter, she says when she walks in. Right. So I right off the bat. Well, it's making her be, millions of dollars. Oh, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Cha Ching. I'm sure you do love a I'm mess, sure my you dear. You do like a messy American, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I am more of a ruthless purger. Like yeah, I, I like am too. to get down and dirty and be like like her, I I get the sense she's coming from a point of what brings you joy. So what are you keeping? I kind of like, just like a, like a deep clean, like I like, what are you getting rid of? Like what, how are you going to lessen this? Like, but it's so, you coming at, you're getting to the same place. Like, obviously I'm not getting rid of things that make me really happy. I'm only getting rid of things that don't make me happy. Would you say you're kind of a rip the bandaid kind of person? Yes. See, I am too. But now I did have one misstep. Mm. You know the question, do you regret throwing out anything? Oh, sometimes you do. You think, oh, did I? But I, yeah, I do and I don't. I might go, oh, that's right. I got rid of this. That's, gee, I could have used it. But but normally I just like, nah, it's okay. Yeah. But remember, I had a problem with my computer. I was getting the dreaded blue screen on my desktop. It wouldn't boot up in Windows. Ooh. And it was because it was, uh, actually, it was just had too many files on it. I figured that out. But uh, it said, oh, well, if your windows won't boot up, just use your bootable windows that came on the CD with your computer. Yeah, that's what I threw out. Oh, I would have so thrown that out. I'm like, well, I've never had to use those. And I thought, oh, right. that's from some old computer. It's not even the one we have. Right. No, that I would go with the, the wires mm-hmm. and the remotes that don't seem like they turn anything on anymore. Right. But the good news was that was not the issue. It was just that there were too many files. So once I took stuff off, it worked. And actually, my guy's coming to add a new hard drive, a four terabyte 
Hard drive. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh we're yeah. going to get to be able to do a lot of stuff with that. <laughs> I got, yeah. So I got plenty of storage. If you need me to store something for you, okay. just send it okay. to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so I think of it like, um, I guess like diets. Like I, I see all these things about all these diets and it's, uh, you know, and you have, to, and you eat this and you only have this much and this and that. And it's all these rules and stuff like that. Well, it's just like, for me, you just simplify it. Eat less and move more. Okay, mm-hmm. that's really simple mm-hmm. to remember. That's really all you have to do if you want to lose weight. And in the organizing thing, I think of it a very simple, slimmer way. Love your things, but not too many things, and then recycle and donate the rest. Right? It's it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be that complicated. Her method is is delightful. She, I should say, she is delightful. Her oh, method makes sense. Is. She's super cute. Yeah, the pile. Whether you think you'd like to try that or not, Anita, you know, seems to be buying into the pile. And I think it is something where people are like, whoa. I think if you're feel, if you feel like things are out of control, I think you need to do the pile. Do the if pile. your closet feels like it's okay, but you just need to purge a little bit, I don't think you need to. Yeah. I like the thing that we've talked about and we did that in Urge to Purge, which you turn the hangers mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. because that also gives you an opportunity to really see what you're drawn to and what you keep going back to. And even though you bought that really cute top in that great color, it doesn't go with anything and you never really wear it. So get rid of it, even though it's a great color. You know, you're just not going to wear it. But um, but so you could do the pile and then you could do the folding and then you could do the greeting and the saying goodbye if you want to. Yeah, so I think we're short on time. Do we have a question to answer? We do. We do. We actually have something that's pretty quick and it's a tip. So I would like to um, share that and then we can say goodbye for today. This is from Linda and Linda wrote into us after we did our high-end appliances and are they worth it episode. And Linda wants to let us know that she has an induction cooktop. Mm, Okay. I don't know anything about those. No. I think it's magnetic or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it he- she said it heats and cools like gas. She absolutely loves it. The only thing that you need to do is get magnetic pans. I never oh, heard that's of right. that. Isn't that interesting? Well, well, actually, I think she was saying that they heat, that she loves it because it heats as quickly as gas does. Right. So yeah. I thought, oh, that's very interesting. I've never had one, but that... I really appreciate the tip. That might really work for somebody who doesn't want to, to deal with the gas, but wants the, something that heats up real quickly. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, if we ever do another episode on um, stoves and things like that, we'll do a little more research on that. But that was a new one to me. So thank you, Linda, for that. And yeah, oh my goodness, look, we've been chatting, chatting, chatting. I knew we would. This is a really interesting topic. And on the heels of the urge to purge, we had a lot to say. So thanks to everybody that joined in for that. And uh, remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.